Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. I hope everybody is well. Now, I am really looking forward to... Uh, showing this interview, we look forward to this game. Um, they are, you can say that they are pioneers. Um, that uh, and I've been looking forward to chatting with them. I spoke with these people uh, back in January at for the big adventure event, and now I'll be uploading this interview for the podcast. Uh, so I'm delighted to say that I spoke with. Oh, one second. Just got a phone call there. Hello. Oh. Uh, oh, no, I think that's the wrong number. Oh, wait, sorry, what? Oh, that doesn't sound good. Oh, j- just one second. Uh, sorry, I need to deal with this. Uh, apparently, there's two people who want to storm an oil rig, uh, and they want my help. So, look, I will try and sort this out. But in the meantime, please enjoy my interview with Godolphin Studios, who are working on a game which is suspiciously similar to this phone call that I got, um, where you have to um, to speak to two people who are trying to um storm an oil rig it's a cl- it's about climate change and it's a you just you speak into the computer and the phone basically so they spoke about how to use te- the technology uh how to get the voice actors and all about the game as well so um so please enjoy this interview while i will try and uh, sort this out so thank you very much hi ah, yes thanks for holding yes so um okay so what's the, what's the problem again so I am delighted to be joined by uh, Roland and Thomas from Godolphin Hi. Games. Hi. Uh, hello, guys. I'm delighted to speak to you. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're, good. we're, we're delighted to be speaking to you. This is yeah. a great way to be spending a sort of a, a Saturday Saturday. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> we, no worries. We are speaking in, uh, well, first of all, I should say, because I keep forgetting to mention this in the previous live interviews, is thank you to HitSense, the publishers uh, of other games, such as Inspector Waffles and many other games, uh, for um, publishing and hosting this event, uh, which is a big adventure event. And Unknown Number, which is your game, which we'll be talking about uh, over the next hour or so is uh, part of this event. You are uh, one of the games showcasing and hosting as well. So congratulations. It's one of the many great games that are on. And um, now, as at least Thomas knows, I've been wanting to speak to you guys as well uh, for, well, since I first heard about it. Um, so this is a voice controlled, but uh, this is the first voice controlled game. Uh, <laughs> correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we think so. There's yeah. like a, fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, well, before we kind of talk about the game and show a trailer, we might see if anybody is well joins live. Uh, if not, this video and this audio will be up at a later point. Um, but first of all, I wanted to see if you guys could introduce yourselves and say what are your favorite well adventure or narrative or puzzle games that you guys enjoy. Uh, so who wants to go first? I go first. You go first. You go first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm from. Um, I mean, we, we're obviously writing, directing, um, unknown number together. But I'm kind of more the game designer side, and he's more the story side. Exactly. Uh, but the game that I'm really loving right now is Inscription, mm. uh, which is, I mean, g- genuinely like it's one of those games where you get just totally sucked into it. And I, I hate card game games. <laughs> I hate them. I think they're terrible. <laughs> I'm like, just a freaking card game, dude. But like, the truth is, is that this game. The card game is obviously so good, but also there is this adventure element around it, this kind of escape room element that makes the whole thing feel really immersive and really mysterious. I haven't completed it yet, so no spoilers if you play it. But I'm like, I'm like sort of seven hours in. I know you're meant to complete it about like six hours, but I'm really shit at playing games. So like, I'm really bad at games. But yeah, like genuinely, like I've I, I played it a whole while. I'm, I'm, I, I've got. I've realised what I need to overcome at this point, uh, and I will win at some point. But it's a great game. I genuinely couldn't recommend it more. It's fantastic. And I think for I'm I'm Roland. I I wrote write and direct with Tom. And I think at the moment the game I'm I'm finding really interesting is Forgotten City. Mm. Um, mm. Which I'm actually, I'm, yes. I'm, yeah, which actually again no spoilers because I'm, I'm halfway through. So like, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's 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 fascinating. I think kind of 
like heavily kind of dialogue based games like that can be quite dull and can be kind of a little bit laborious but it's got these amazing kind of moments of, of, of fantastic drama and it sort of elevates itself from more of just a kind of talking narrative game mm. to something interesting so it's a really fantastic twist and I love the mystery of it and I love the kind of um I love the world and the setting so I can't wait to finish it <laughs> yeah well well first of all on both your points uh Tom I can completely understand where you're coming from because I'm also not great at games, in particular adventure <laughs> games. And I know that might sound odd to people because I host the Adventure Games podcast. I've been playing adventure game for, you know, over 20 years, nearly 25 years. I don't know how long. Uh, the last two years have been <laughs> um, time kind of is meaningless now. But it's, um, it's, uh, but I, I really am like not great at puzzles. I, you know, I kind of get stuck at the most simple things. And I, whenever I've been to events like Adventure X and that, and I've told developers, and if I, test the game and say don't just go by what i do because yeah. i'm worse than a lot of other people so just because i don't know how to resolve this puzzle doesn't mean most other people won't <laughs> um so and again i know what to do sometimes i know how to play games but it's just i kind of get stuck very easily so I, I can understand but we actually reviewed inscription laura uh reviewed it and she loved it yeah um it genuinely is like it's surprisingly good like that's not it's not throwing any shade it's like it's for me it's game of the year for me wow yeah no a lot of people have uh, have said that um and on your point roland i also played uh, forgotten city no spoilers but i absolutely loved it <laughs> yeah, yeah. um it was my game of the year and actually one of my favorite games of all time so wow oh my god uh, that's, that's great that, that so, actually gives, that, that gives what me energy the, to what, what was the thing that made it one of your favorite games of all time. What, what oh, was... it could go. Uh, I mean, for I mean, I we we spent yeah. Spoiler for people who haven't listened to our Adventure Games of the Year podcast, but <laughs> but I mean, it's just kind of everything. I mean, I love the story. I love the dialogue. I love the setting, and I think everything just worked for me. That I didn't see any real flaws. It's a very ambitious game where the characters have kind of their own lives, and you kind of. I was really invested in the first of all the story in the just the whole game. Um, I also loved how they did, uh, you know, the time loop because my concern was it would get repetitive and boring, but exactly. it actually didn't. I they managed to that. get that round that really, really well and make it feel really natural. And uh, I love the humor in it. There's some humor in it, which I thought was um, funny. I promise we will talk about your game now in just a second. But then... <laughs> <laughs> I also you talk about Forgotten City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I mean, I could spend the next hour, but we will get yeah. to. But in the Forgotten City, uh, what I read, there's some moments like of uh, humor in the dialogue when one of the characters from Roman times says, oh, we live through hard times. And one of the options you can say is, Tell me about it. I'm living through a pandemic. Oh, that's great. Did you play the original mod out of interest? Did you do the mod? No, I didn't. I just found out about this game last year, but I didn't. I just heard it then. It was based on a mod. So it's uh, it's come a long way since then. I've heard mod was really popular. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I never actually played Skyrim, which I know is like a cardinal sin, but... Yeah, I, me I, neither. I, I had friends who played, who played the mod and were like, oh, the mod is amazing and the new game, you know, it's like, it's kind of interesting to see like how it's evolved. Like, I think it's like mm. three times the length in terms of dialogue or something. You know, it's, it's a really yeah. achievement. Well, <laughs> it, what you're saying about the characters is so true, right? Like everyone's got such complex backstories and lives. Mm. Really, there's no kind of interaction that feels ill thought through or ill research. So it's so satisfying to kind of mm. dig into all the characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems, you know, it's very, I think they work with a historian as well. And uh, just yeah, uh, yeah. there didn't seem to be too much or too little dialogue. And uh, the backstory, it was also a great discussion with uh, the, the magistrate when you yeah. kind of talk about all the bad things at that time, like, you know, slavery and all of that. And yeah. he kind of gives a good defense. Like, he's still yeah. wrong, but... <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. You're right. you're be, you want the villain's arguments to be compelling. That's what makes them... Yes. Like, yeah, like that. So even if they're, he's articulated it in a kind of interesting way. And, uh, yeah, and he's, you know, just living through that time. And, you know, yeah. he's saying, look, I'm sure there are some bad things in your time or your world as well, which, you know, probably it, true as well. Better, yeah. um, which kind of takes us nicely on to your game, because it talks about, as far as I know, the environment, <laughs> which is one of the issues we're kind of going through at the moment. Um, but would you guys, I mean, you guys are making the game, but would you guys like to see... A trailer. <laughs> we, we would love to see the trailer. We, we, yeah, we'd love, we have no idea what's in it, so we'd love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the gameplay trailer. <laughs> if uh, if I can now, I'm going to try and share the screen so people watching or watching the video can hopefully see the video. Um, so this will hopefully be a video 
of a gameplay trailer of um, Unknown Number, just to give people an idea of what it's about, and then we will go on to chatting about it. Talk about my money. It is the end. Ethan, let's go! Amanda, look out! So that was a trailer for Unknown Number. I hope you guys saw it. Did you guys see it at least? Yeah, that felt, that felt exciting. That's yeah. great. Really, really, someone should make that game. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I hope you guys were able to see it. I hope people, if they're watching uh, the video, can see it. Uh, in the chat, uh, Summer, Amy Tant says, hey, hey, hello, Summer. Um, so... Uh, well, that was just a taste of the game. I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, I really wish that uh, people would make that that game. It seems really, really interesting. Um, but oh wait, you guys are here. You guys are making the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we came through. Like yeah, that. this we is should. what we tell ourselves every day. We're making this game. We're making this game. We're making it. We'll, eventually, we'll make it. <laughs> which, which again, I told you before recording, it sounds like a sci-fi just not just game, but just sci-fi event that you guys are able to make this just voice controlled game but um first of all i wanted to ask i wanted to ask about the studio and the name of the studio godolphin studios so what was which came first was it the game or the studio and how did you guys i think that the whole thing about godolphin games it's it's related to so i'm i'm actually like my great-grandfather is like a cult leader uh, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. So he's like a scary dude, but like, is in his his second name is Godolphin, and I was always growing up with this almost this family story about like beware the cult. <laughs> and so like, what's interesting is like every time I've, it's, you know, I, mean, I shouldn't say this out loud, but it's always been my password. It's always been my thing. You know, it's been, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I've changed my password. I promise. Ever since going public with this company, my passwords have changed to another cult. <laughs> oh, another cult. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, um, yeah so, so like, you know, it feels like the whole idea of Godolphin is, is like being quite central to my life. And then we, we made this company, but um, we started out making a different game entirely, which is about, um, Cult? <laughs> no, sure. You know what? It actually was about cults. <laughs> it was about things called the cult. Of this color. one's sort of about cults as well. This is also yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every game is, it has to be about cults. It's coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to be in the cult. Yeah. But yeah, we tried to make another game. And the other game was like, it has a lot of potential. We might make it again. So I won't give any spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, like eventually, what happened was um, in making this game, we lost our artist. We lost our artist because um, he became a filmmaker. Um, oh, and he's, he's the best yeah, exactly. Yeah, every fool becomes a filmmaker these days. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> our own, yeah, um, guilty. And like, yeah, so we lost our artist. And we're like, oh fuck! Like, how do we make a game without an artist? And we're like, <laughs> like a voice control game. <laughs> and that's where we're at. And, and and it starts out as this, you know, almost like as a simple demo idea that we were just gonna like mess with people's minds at like. <laughs> I think it was before COVID, it was at GDC before COVID. We were like, we're gonna to go to GDC, we have this game, everyone's gonna find it very funny. It's great. And then unfortunately, obviously GDC got cancelled. And in the post mm. pandemic, it became a full game. It became yeah. like it became like, you know, um, 
<laughs> I'm going to say masterwork, but I don't mean because of the quality. I mean because <laughs> of the, the degree of passion and dedication you gave a, to it. <laughs> I think in a, yeah, we had these we had these weeks that everyone had where you weren't allowed out, and actually we kind of we got so deep into the story and deep into the script that it kind of got longer and longer, and then suddenly we had the the full kind of four hour experience. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It was it's like it's a, 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 like a, a three hundred page script. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But but I love how like ideas, you know, when ideas start off, you know, like simply like that, it's, hey, make let's make a voice control. I mean, not saying that's simple, but just like this idea. And then it's like, oh, let's continue on with it. Let's just continue to make this actually a full-fledged game. And um, in, you know, let's just make and then in your case, it's making, oh, let's something make something that sounds very like unique and like I don't know if anybody else has done it quite like this, at least. Um, it's you know I mean I'm sure there are there are other voice controlled apps and all but I'm, I'm yeah. not sure if there's an actual like game like narratively speaking and puzzle based quite like this that, um, yeah, that we, just we think it is genuinely we think it's genuinely hasn't been done before which yeah. is like always like a great thing like I remember um, like early on in in the whole career thing I remember getting this really great like almost like pet talk and it's this guy from like a very very big uh, game company and I won't mention which one but it's very topical right now um, and, and he was like. <laughs> honestly my only advice is don't do anything that anyone else is doing <laughs> and we were like and I, thought, I thought it was really good advice and so like in my head it's always like how do you make games that don't look or feel like games and you know I don't mean that with like a pinch of salt of course it was, you want it to be fun you want it to be you know all the things that you love about games but at the same time is you want to flip the script to some degree and you know we're not going to make the best like first person shooter we're not going to make the best you know um you know real-time strategy game so it's what what can we make that is our own personal perspective on gaming and that would be unique and exciting and provocative i guess in that space and it was i, me I remember tom telling me about the kind of the pure concept for the first time i just remember getting this like <laughs> shiver of excitement and also being like okay this is gonna be this is gonna be really crazy. hard <laughs> like it was just this moment like oh my god i can't believe no one's done that it was one of those moments where you're like you've got to move fast otherwise someone else is gonna take the idea so it really had this charisma immediately yeah but there are a whole lot of voice control games like sort of coming out but they're not quite doing it in the same way we are which is great i mean i'm mm. I, I, there's that thing i mean um there's that great um website called how to market your game uh by this guy called chris and he is honestly i can't i can't pitch his tutorials enough he's really fantastic so how to market your game fantastic resource for any game developer out there um it's basically like helped guide the whole thing but like yeah it's, it's super interesting because like he basically communicates how games that are out there already that are similar to your game aren't competition. They're mm. actually your allies, right? So like, I think we, you know, we have to, you know, so one hand clapping, for example, is a game that's in the, uh, in the adventure, sorry, big adventure event. Um, that's a game about using your voice to sing and, and, and kind of, you know, you jump by going, ah, and you know, so you, oh. you, you just control it, but, but no speaking just, just through your voice. And I think it's like, we're really excited about just voice coming yeah. to gaming and what that looks like. It's, Un untapped, unexplored, and you know we're we're really fortunate to be at the kind of the quote unquote frontier of that at this yeah. moment. Yeah, you guys, you could say probably are pioneers in this kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 we have that written, yeah. written above our door. Yeah. Pioneers. But that's a good that's a good point that you guys mentioned that uh, you know people or games that are kind of like similar, like this other game that you mentioned where you use your voice to jump. They're not necessarily like um, competitors because if people like play say uh, that game, then it might be thinking, okay, I want to play something similar. And then right here with your game, oh no, no, yes. Um, so also there's this quick, because I, you know, I've been asking this more as well to developers and to people. It's about accessibility in games and even people with maybe disabilities mm -hmm. uh, who might, or maybe even people like me who were not very good at action games or reflexes or anything. I might want, you know, maybe using a voice only would suit us. Um, as well, do, do you think that's uh, you know that that might suit people as well? Like, say for something different, like, or even like casual gamers or non-gamers as well, like because people like we use the phone all the time. Yeah. Uh, was was that in your at the, in your mind as well when you're coming up with the game when you're working on the game? Yeah, no, I think I think <laughs> the, 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 the non-gamers thing for sure, and it's it's really interesting how the kind of when you when you talk to people who, who don't define themselves as gamers like the, how quickly the pitch sort of sells and people are like oh my god people are always like oh that doesn't sound like a game and then they get really excited it's really like but it's sort of it's got this kind of appeal which is i think very exciting and kind of more and like very broad as well mm. i think in terms of accessibility is interesting i think that um it's funny because we actually get a lot of people almost having the opposite point they go like oh but like you know um aren't you going to have issues with accessibility with voice like you know different accents different whatever 
and that is that is true but i mean our perspective on it is that any form of control has mm. accessibility issues yeah. you know exactly yeah has accessibility yeah. issues fundamentally it's about finger dexterity which is like really 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 narrow as like a, mm. a, 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 a means of control so you know while we close down a bunch of people i'm sure we well, we, we really open up open up yeah. a whole bunch of yeah people, but actually were alienated and ostracized by the keyboard by the controller by the joystick or whatever it might be you know yeah that's a good point as well speaking of accessibility there are always going to be limitations and i think uh you know we have made you know for you know steps forward but then as you mentioned in a game such as this there are going to be people maybe who mightn't be able to play it as well but then equally there will be people who as you mentioned who might not be able to use a controller or a joystick or even a mouse whatever and they might be like yeah i can play this game so yeah um i would start to view it as a positive yeah totally. um, we'd be really really conscious to like make sure that every other control mechanism there's no like dexterity puzzles it's something you mm. can do you know, it's, it's like you can do with the simple clicks of the mouse and with your voice. And so we've been really careful to make sure that we're not, you know, we are creating a game that is, is <laughs> it is almost like the answer to, you know, the, the, the kind of the, the comeback to the kind of almost, um, you know, bullet hell nature of, of lots of games where it is all about <laughs> genuinely being able to, to, to move react and move and, you know, use these fingers, you know. Um, we, we we both play a lot of Dota, so I think it's an anti-Dota. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like we make it isn't anything like Dota because Dota was stolen our souls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, I think it's a break for a bit. <laughs> no, definitely. Well, well, what can you tell us about the uh, setup and the story of the game then? Um, so, because we've mentioned that there is a, there is a narrative in the game. Uh, so, yeah, what can you tell us without spoilers? Of course, I mean I don't want to spoil the game, but what can you tell us about the story? I, th I think kind of both of us immediately were like we, we really wanted to do a game that kind of that with a story that tackled climate change in some way so we kind of I know it's obviously the kind of the issue of our times and it's I think it's very important to be telling stories that kind of that narrativize that in a way that feels human um and there's obviously it's a very serious issue and it's kind of it's it's weighing down on everyone but we, we wanted to make a story that was really fun and exciting in a way that didn't undercut the kind of sincerity of the message at all but we thought actually wouldn't it be great to do this thriller that kind of really drags you in and actually for both of us the kind of sense of fun being a really important driver of change i think was like really stuck with both of us i think if people enjoy the game and people get pulled into the story then they're gonna leave the experience feeling like actually i want to do more mm. do you want to give a kind of like a what happens in the game oh yeah go, you go for it no, no, no. <laughs> okay <laughs> like, this is the, the hardest thing we've, we've actually done a whole bunch of things and we're like now just pitch the story it's like it's really it's hard really, yeah. to give a summary of the story and like <laughs> and here's the story you know so i'll try yeah i'll be silent so no, basically the um you 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 download the app and you and you get or you um and you, you get called by these two climate activists who are on a boat like kind of circling around an oil rig, and they call you and basically they they've dialed the wrong number and they've got this point person on the outside who's meant to be helping them. This person's not picking up, so they call you instead, and basically you start to become their person on the outside who's helping them get through. You help them get onto the rig and you help them sort of get into all these vaults and they're trying to steal seven billion dollars from a from a kind of oil baron. Wow, you, seven billion, sorry. Billion, yeah. In, wow. In, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's, yeah. Big money. <laughs> it's big corny money. I mean, the seven billion thing is interesting. Like, it was actually based on a, a story that I was in, in time about four years ago, which was how um, seven billion dollars would be enough to actually overcome uh, climate change. Um, oh, so there's a point to that much. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. Or, or, or actually, no, no, no. I think you're telling the story wrong. It was, it was something like if, if all, if the 25 richest people in the world gave one percent of their wealth, climate change could be at least overcome. So we were like, oh, we should do like a high story about riching, like <laughs> riching, stealing. <laughs> about riching, yeah, richie, rich. Great story, great game. Let's just do that. No, but about stealing um, that one percent from all the richest people. So the original story, it wasn't actually related to this original story was about stealing one percent from the richest 25 people uh and then we we're like oh let's narrow it down to a personality let's make a villain uh you know so it's actually about what would her one percent be it would be mm. you know, seven billion um that's <laughs> pocket money really for that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah yeah and, and i think it's funny because in a way like everyone's like uh, we, we and it's about a lot, of, a lot of things about she holds this on on paper crypto wallets and it's like i know that crypto and nfts have become a major thing of the game of the game world and we didn't really mean it to be that. With the time, we were just dabbling in crypto <laughs> and failing in crypto. <laughs> oh, so you've uh, dabbled in crypto. Okay. When we were first brainstorming, though, we were like, 
God, how are you going to get it in paper money? And we were like trying to work out how much, how many rooms you'd need for seven billion in, like, in cash. And eventually, we were actually yeah, bucket full of cash. The biggest uh, ring ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no. So, sorry for interrupting, but yeah, glad to see that you've thought of you know you know the reason for like seven billion dots. So shows that you know that you're uh, really thinking it uh, really thinking it through. It looks like. <laughs> uh, but so, sorry, Ron, did me to interrupt. You're talking about so you're. Two, these two characters who give you well in the game to give you a call and you, uh, cool. and, and basically the, the, the kind of seven billion in, in crypto wallets are hidden in a series of kind of treasure vaults essentially on the on the rig and they can't they can't kind of get into these vaults without help from the outside so they end up calling you and you you have to find passwords you have to kind of help them get through and you kind of and so they're, they're calling you all the time being like go and find this go and find this do this puzzle so you you'll, you become part of their team yeah cool it is fun because it's like it's um it's it feels we work with a couple of really fantastic actors and it, it feels so exciting uh we think <laughs> to, to to be basically suddenly pulled in as like the third wheel in this like yeah. fun relationship between this this man and this woman and they have they have a whole complicated dynamic they're they're lovers they're fighters they're you know they have their baggage and you're kind of pulled in as this kind of like third wheel who is witnessing their arguments witnessing their yeah. kind of love in and you know, and, and I think the funnest thing is almost like the way that you interact with them and the way you get to know them and 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 the decisions you make um, about whether you betray them, whether you support them, whose side are you on? Do you yeah. think that she's in the right? Do you think he's in the right? And, and we try and give, you know, give the player a, a sense of agency in relation to their relationship, not just yeah. in relation to climate change and, and the big kind of heist mission, you know? Exactly. But actually, Tom's absolutely right. They're the kind of, they're the, their relationship is the emotional heart of the story. And, and we very much, we we kind of we drop you into the middle of it and you have to kind of catch up and get to know them and actually hopefully you will fall in love with them as it goes on and actually kind of it becomes this emotional connection with these two characters mm. but but that sounds really interesting so we there are like there is player agency then it seems it's not just us listening and doing like what they tell us that you can decide whether we can betray them if we're yeah, exactly yeah we maybe we shouldn't do spoilers but there are some there oh, are, sorry i don't want to yeah. the spoiler no, no, but, no, but like, we, we said that's awful yeah, exactly. yeah no. okay. <laughs> um but there are some there are some really big twists and if, if it seems sort of convenient that maybe all this money is on the rig then there's probably a reason behind that and actually so there's the kind of and the people you think mm. are the enemies may not be and the people you think are the good guys may not be so you're constantly having to reassess yeah. like whose side you're on because yeah there, there are two other main characters one is laris ligo who is the owner of this um you know oil business right and the other is is someone called maya who is the um detective the dci who is investigating yeah and you basically you know there's a, there's they all they all have this interrelationship and you're kind of playing a bit of chess between you know co-conspirators uh you know um, you know uh heist co-warrior makers on the, on the ground in the oil rig the police and also the owner of this company and you you have a relationship with all of them and it's kind of Hopefully, yeah. you pick your way through this kind of, and, they, uh, and, yeah. and we hope as, as as the game goes through, as it being a thriller, kind of the the pressure on you as the player kind of winds up and up and up and gets tighter and tighter, and you're constantly being pulled in different directions. And as mm. as, the, as the game plays out, it's really hopefully the kind of moral decisions will become harder and harder. Mm. Cool. That sounds really, really interesting. So I love the way that you're just kind of dropped into this whole yeah. kind of situation with all these characters that, um, you know, that because I could just imagine, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, people might think, well, just hang up. But they're like, no, I don't want to. Like, I want to know first what happens and help these people if possible. But then maybe if you're, shall I say, anti-climate change, if you are the owner of a massive oil company, I'd be like, no, I want to betray these people. Yeah, we didn't want to mention it, but we actually own yeah. like five oil companies. Oh, uh, well. Our, our ideal audience is all those people. So that's right. <laughs> if you know anyone, <laughs> if, if you're listening, owners of what, Shell and all yeah, of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we made a game for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, no, that sounds, you know, f fantastic. And um, it, what was I going to say, Dan? Um, so, so Dan, when you're, you know, you're listening to the people to make choices as well. Um, but what, what other kind of uh, puzzles uh, can we expect as well in the game? Because you know, you mentioned choices, but uh, you know, say for helping these people into the oil rig as well. Do we? Is there anything else that we can do that we can expect without spoilers, of course? But... Yeah, I, mean, I think basically we've been like in a way because voice is so underexplored as an area. We've been kind of systematic in going. Well, what could you do with your voice you know and basically trying to build puzzles around all those different notions of, of voice so on the most basic level there are passwords you have to listen to various different voicemails and and calls and, and go on to different websites in the real world and work out what the passwords are 
But equally, there's, you know, there, there are calls where you have to shout, there are calls you have to whisper, there are calls you have to, you know, give orders to guards on a tannoy being like, you know, go to Vault XYZ or whatever, you know. Um, and there's, you know, and, you know, and it's everything, it's, it's, it's directions, it's, you know, it's, it, we try and, there's even a, a, a singing puzzle. <laughs> we, we, try, we try to be like, you know, like, if you can do it with your voice, let's give it a we'll puzzle. Give it yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you have to be good at singing or no, yeah, yeah, yeah i'm afraid uh, it's only for people who actually are part of the royal philharmonic at this point oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Quite, the audience got about 50 people we're aiming at and Luckily, <laughs> I'm, I'm incredibly bad at singing so i was the guinea pig okay so we see that this go this game is aimed at uh oil company uh owners and right, 50 yeah. people in the philharmonic yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a total universe of 172 people yeah. we're really, we're really excited to make some money yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it sounds, you know, like, again, it sounds fascinating. And then I believe I said on your um, Steam page as well, or I think you might have said this in another interview, Tom, that you have to impersonate somebody, you have to impersonate as one of the female characters. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. I mean, it's basically, it's like, yeah, one, one of the, the high level executives, at, um, this, this is definitely probably a spoiler, but fuck it. Is this a spoiler? Sorry. Sorry, you know what? Like, it, the truth is, the whole point about the game is it's fun to experience it. And it's not really, you know, spoilers, not spoilers. It's like, <laughs> the point is, like, we try and put the player in as many awkward positions as possible. Like, for example, there's a moment where you have to, like, pledge into a secret movement and you <laughs> say stuff like, Sounds like a cult. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, have, I, I, I have no reason for loving cults. <laughs> um, it always comes up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You the cult puzzle? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we do. Yeah. We're bringing the cult yeah. into this. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, uh, there's one puzzle where, yeah, we have to, um, you know, impersonate uh, someone on a, on a conference call and of course you know she has the, the thing is she has a relatively high voice and so the the character's like okay you need to impersonate her you know this is the note you've got to hit you're like yes and they're like no, no, no. higher yes and like basically then you have to speak in that level of voice the whole rest you know the next like 10 minutes or whatever so yeah uh, you know uh, yeah it's meant, it's meant to be like the whole thing is has got a kind of like a, a carefree energy around it in terms of like let's just try all these different things and and, and experiment with different ideas and um, we really hope that uh, people who play it will feel that kind of roller coaster of oh now there's another idea and now yeah. there's another idea and it feels like a sort of like a, a sketchbook of 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 you know investigations and experiments around the world of voice. Yeah, it's. I mean, I said it before. It sounds fascinating, but so you know, just all of a sudden, we have to put in, as you say, a, a high voice trying to imitate. <laughs> uh, it's and so can you know? It can only you know? Does it get? Does the game just recognize one voice? Like, say, if I'm playing my voice, but then if I, if my partner or my mother, if I want to get a female voice, if I get, give it to them, will the game recognize their voice or? Uh, so yeah, different it, people play it. It's not mapped to. It's not mapped to your. I mean, like, there's all sorts of things. I mean, the, the funny thing is, that if we were like more specific about who's playing, so if we were like, I recognise your voice, uh, that would really close down a bunch of um, accessibility issues because it becomes much more pernickety about what it's listening for. Mm. So mm. We, we just try to we try to make the voice recognition super generous, really. You know, and it's like it's it. You know, the objective is not to frustrate anyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, so like, yeah, like if you went like, I need a higher voice, I'm going to hand it over to my mother-in-law. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, you you won't be told off for that. That that is legit. <laughs> okay, so that that did happen. I mean, because that's what we could do in a phone call if it was like that. If we're, you know, in, in this situation, uh, if we had to pass off as uh, one of these female execs, I would say, okay, any any females here? Any, like my mother-in-law? Okay, can you pretend to be this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so, the whole females. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, mean, I don't I don't mean it like you know like that, but just did for impersonating someone. And it sounds like it could be kind of like a you know a group game or a you know part maybe party game. Like be the exact uh word but like different people i think could have a great time like listening to it and playing it and seeing how we all play it as well is is that what you guys thought of as well or, is, or... Absolutely. We, we really often play games together mm. and as a group and we love that experience of sort of getting into it so i think we really really had that in mind we love the idea of people sitting down and doing it as a big team yeah i actually find it hard to play games by myself that's that's the issue <laughs> <laughs> like i find i like i find it like oh, maybe, i don't know what it is like this lack of imagination probably but i find it hard to like keep concentrating on the thing i need someone there so to, supervise yeah. so to be yeah. witnessing <laughs> the witnessing you're like did you see what i just see like yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it's, it's fun you, you can share the excitement and you can share the moment and it kind of it's i think there's more energy to it yeah yeah so definitely yeah play, playing together and i think that, yeah i think also 
the nature of voice means it's quite public anyway. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so I can, yeah. imagine, I can imagine people, well, we, we, <laughs> we, we can imagine people playing it as a group and being like, oh, I'll answer that one, or this one, or, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, for example, we played Her Story. I mean, obviously when it came mm. out, you know, I, I, I really love Her Story. Um, I mean, it's got loads and loads of flaws and stuff, but it's just such a great, like, um, you know, genre-defying game. And most of the time we were playing it, we were going like, wow, like, this is just a different way of playing a game. And yeah. <laughs> the thing that I was talking to, you know, we, we, you know, we played with Roland and I was yeah. playing with my brother, who <laughs> is our friend. And like, <laughs> our other friend. Our other friend. We've we got two friends. We've got loads of friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were playing it together. And, and actually, like, just the experience of, of exploring a new genre together was amazing. Yeah. And, and you know, her story is a massive influence mm. for us. You know, yeah. massive influence. I didn't mean to say it had flaws. It's a great game. <laughs> it has <laughs> no flaws. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, I, but I get what you mean because it felt like a different kind of game, you know, that because um, I played it as well. And I think, you know, there are parts that I really enjoyed. But then I think, as you mentioned, there are some flaws. But I don't think that's necessarily really a bad thing because it was like Sam Barlow was, because they're a pioneer. There was no other game like it at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think now I haven't played his other games, but he seems to have kind of like improved on this and maybe nearly perfected his next game. I can't wait for as well. Um, it so looks good. It looks good. What was it called again? It's like Betrayal or something. Uh, that's definitely it's... what it's called. But it's got a great trailer. <laughs> 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 we, we, I mean, honestly, like I mean, I, I know that Sam Barlow gets so much love. It's, it's like almost too much to don't like add to the love train. But but yeah, I always I do. You know, we obviously look to him being like he. He is one of those voices, you know, along with him and Lucas Pope, who are mm. occupying this, you know, auteur space, who are going like, hey, like, what do games look like? Let's keep fucking up games. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, we, we obviously really hope to, you know, with this game, you know, enter that conversation of going, what do games look like? Rather yeah. than, you know, here's another, <laughs> I keep saying bullet hell. I don't play bullet hell games. <laughs> <laughs> bullet hell dungeon crawler, which is like just not really our vibe anyway. <laughs> well, in this case, it could be like, what do games sound like? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, as well. It's, uh, and, uh, and I don't, I mean, I'm not a technical person. I, you know, I, I run a podcast and all, but as you guys saw before the video, I'm still learning how to do video. So I'm not really that technical at all. Um, but just, I'm just wondering, how is it possible to make a game like this? And I mean, in the best possible way, that it sounds really complicated sci-fi that you can just hear your own voice and be part of the game with your voice and just impersonate people and trick characters in the game. What's it complicated to make? <laughs> is, was there any like really complex challenges or do, do you guys know how to do it? You know, how is it, how, how is it possible that you guys can make a game like this? I, think, I guess, I guess <laughs> in, in terms of the script, we kind of, the uh, we we wrote kind of masses and masses of branches and we really kind of made sure the whole thing was really complex and really satisfying so when the, when you do make decisions you, you'll be taken on these whole big different pathways so that was kind of that was our starting point i mean technically i mean it's funny because it, it it does sound sci-fi but the other thing is is that you know it's something like 70 percent of us use voice control devices every single day that is true <laughs> you know, like it's like i mean i'm not going to say like i mean if, hey siri hey google hey alexa <laughs> it, it will turn on, you know, I'm, I'm, just, just, I'm looking over there and be like make sure the thing is fucking turned on. <laughs> like, you know, well, that, that technology exists you know it's, it's um it's it's funny because it feels alien and it feels weird but you know voices everywhere were you yeah. you know voices coming on the primary ways we, we interact with technology and the weird thing is that it's kind of like not in games so which is all we're doing is just like connecting two different yeah. um threads i guess and I, I think you know the reason it's not in games is you know there have been games there's, there's that great um dreamcast game with a, some wizard person in a, in a tank in a fish tank I don't remember it but it's like that was controlled with a microphone it was like one of the main the only indie games on the Dreamcast. Dreamcast is the best console, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, like, um, you know, and it's like, and then there was like, obviously Xbox On, which became like, almost like a pretty much a joke. You know, like everyone was like, oh, like, throw a grenade, obviously didn't throw a grenade or like, or the advert would say Xbox On and the app was a fucking, you know, your thing would turn on. Um, but like, there were like a few like experiments, you know, about like a decade ago. And then, the, and then suddenly it stopped and then voice got good. You know, voice control got good, and everyone just hasn't done it yet. Um, I mean, you know, obviously, one hand clapping and, and other games are starting to look there, but yeah, we're kind of at that weird, fortunate space where technology exists. People haven't worked out how to make it a fun gameplay mechanic yet, and we're we're hopefully doing that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you mentioned that it's weird. I don't know if you guys played it's on the um, the Nintendo, the Nintendo DS with the Phoenix Wright games, where you could 
literally shout uh, objection i love is every time you mention that everyone's like did you play this random game like from 1995 the Diddy's voice you're like i didn't but i really respect that there was a group <laughs> of pioneers in like 2003 pioneers, who were doing yeah. it yeah <laughs> i mean that was that was the only thing you could do uh with your voice in that game you could do you know plenty of other things as well like play, playing it but with your voice all you could do is at any moment Shout objection. And I love that. I was like, yeah, I feel like a lawyer now. <laughs> and, uh, we, we, so must, we haven't got our objection puzzle in there. We <laughs> well, I mean, your, your game obviously has come on, you know, quite a, a bit more. You can do quite a bit more with your voice, which is what I'm really looking forward to um, as well. Um, and then now uh, we spoke a little bit about the, you know, the, the theme of the game, you know, the environment and climate change, which is a huge issue. Um, I mean, right now we're recording this in January. I'm in Ireland. You guys are in the UK. I don't know what the weather is like, but this whole month of January in Ireland has been very sunny, very mild, and I've been sitting outdoors. And I, remember, I love it. But it's January in Ireland. It shouldn't be like that. <laughs> so I think we can see kind of the effects of, uh, of climate change. With, some people might say this is a positive, but we can obviously tell, see that there are a lot of negatives with it. Um, so I suppose what, you know, is your goal then to try, you know, to try and reach more people about climate change? And how do you kind of make the game kind of like fun at the same time without people constantly thinking, oh, you know, the, it's these people trying to preach about climate change and that. So how did you go about that with this topic? Well, I think, I think, what, I think what's so brilliant about, about games in a kind of very obvious way is that actually they put you as the player in the kind of decision-making seat. Mm. I think movies can do climate change, but ultimately it's always going to be slightly didactic and slightly preachy because you're just sort of receiving information. But we're like, what we find so exciting about this is that actually you're there, you're making the decision. So we hope that the kind of the experience of playing it and the fun experience of playing it will then force people to think. And actually, obviously you, you, you steal all this, this money within the game. And what we felt was very important was that like, this translates into something kind of real world. So at the, when you reach the end, this is not a spoiler, this is an When you reach the end, okay. When you reach the end and you sell this money, you're then, we're gonna, we're, we're then pushing players to, to donate to, um, to kind of to climate change causes. So we're gonna, we're gonna hopefully drive this fictional experience into something very real. We want kind of people right. to there and, and take, to sort of take on the experience they've had and, and do good. Yeah, it's totally optional. I mean, I think that's, I think that's the thing is like, I mean, we probably started the whole process thinking it was going to be more, uh, I guess, more focused on almost like a rhetoric about climate change, but increasingly we, we fell in love with it as a game. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, like, I guess the way that we sort of think about it at this moment is, um, you know, it, it's like, it, it, I've said this before <laughs> on other video interviews, but let me just repeat the script, uh, which is <laughs> like, you know, like, it's like, you know, I think, you know, if you look back at the 60s and 70s, it's like every single movie back then was about the Cold War, really, you know, James mm. Bond, you know, it had its whole, its whole thing about Blofeld and it had like, you know, there are various different twists on it, but it really was always about the Cold War. It was always about those scary Russians, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and the end of the world. And it's like, I sort of feel that like at this point, um, you know, our, our version of the Cold War is basically like, you know, the climate crisis and the climate emergency, you know, and it's like, so every story today almost does have that context regardless, you know, that is almost the context that everyone's reading stories and experiencing stories in general, in, you know, and so all we're doing really is leaning into that context. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, and it's funny, it's like, I mean, obviously the pandemic has like shown people that the apocalypse can happen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it can happen. It, and, and you know, I think that was the issue before. No one believed it. No one believed that mm. normal life was going to be changed. And and obviously, we we've been through a thing that really did change stuff. And it probably will happen again. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I think that's the best possible way. <laughs> but, um, I, I, but I think what what Tom was saying about the kind of the importance of sto of story and, and the kind of gaming experience being kind of being paramount, I think is really true. And I think we obviously there's the the climate activists are you're on you're on their side but there's we still wanted to make sure that they were kind of complex and kind of flawed mm. and interesting characters and they, they're not who you seem and they they are human and they make mistakes and they they make your life difficult as you try to help them so i think we really we were like actually there's one version of the game that could have been a total hagiography and could have been kind of quite straight but we wanted to make sure there was a really gripping exciting story behind it all it's, it's a good point i mean morally it's really ambiguous yeah right like as in you, you're it's very unclear really at any point who's on the right side <laughs> if that makes sense you know and, and 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 that's kind of intentional because i think mm. the thing is, is like today it's really 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 hard to assess the truth like what is what is the right perspective on everything it's yeah. really hard to know mm. 
and so in a, in a way we're reflecting that like quagmire of like just not knowing and like I want to be with those people, but those people are really problematic for X, Y, Z. Yeah. So I go to those people, but those people are really problematic. <laughs> for exactly. so like, who do I hang out with? And I have a brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brother friend. Yeah. Next door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, de definitely. I can understand that, uh, you know, as you mentioned, that nobody's perfect. And it's like, oh, and it's kind of like, um, I don't know, maybe... Uh, in politics or whatever now again i'm not going to go into detail about politics that's not why people listen to this podcast but it's like you know it's like oh i like this political candidate for some things but maybe not for other things and then maybe this other one but then he or she is like the other things i do like but then i don't like so uh you know what what do i do then so um you know it, it seems like that as well and then before before we we finish that what about the, the look of this game you know and how can we play this game so can this game be played on pc or consoles or is this best played on on mobile you know if you get a call um so there isn't actually a mobile version anymore it's just it's just pc so oh is it PC. really no, the mobile version has been discontinued uh because oh. Because largely, I, I blame Sam, Sam Barlow. I think, yeah, like, we, this is now, we see this as like a voice control FMV adventure at this stage. Oh, okay. And that's so, you know, so uh, visually speaking, you will see a phone on the screen, but it also has this kind of like rich um, sort of FMV elements, this kind of these video backgrounds that are evocative of the emotions and the space you're in. And, and the reason, you know, we were going to do a PC and a mobile launch, but the reason we just continued the mobile one is because the PC version is just so much more fun and so much more <laughs> emotionally engaging. And we're like, let, let's not do that half. You know, it's funny, it's a bit counterintuitive because you might think, oh, well, it was, it's, it's a going about phone calls, so why not do it on a mobile? And that mm. is true, but except for the fact that actually it, when you play it on a PC, it has such a more immersive quality because you get much more of a sense of place. And you get many more cues about where you are and what you should be feeling. And, and yeah, and, yeah, we're, we're, we're hugely hyped about uh, the way we've kind of shifted and, and kind of driven it yeah. towards film, certainly. And it still felt, it still felt authentic to the story because look at us now where we're doing a phone call on a, on a PC. It's sort of, it's that same experience. So it's sort of, yeah, and sadly over the last year or so, we've all got very used to that. So it kind of felt like a really seamless expression of that. Yeah. So Steam is the answer to the question. <laughs> okay, so it's me out on and Steam. Someone, someone said put it on itch. We're like, yes, we'll put it on itch. But I haven't set up an itch page yet and I don't have to so work it out. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like me with the podcast with the videos, you know, kind of like we don't know how to do it, but it's like we'll get there. We'll work it out as we go along. Uh, but that's good. So it's also like FMV. Like if anyone who saw the video saw the trailer might get an idea what it might look like. So did you like go out and uh, and record because you mentioned, I think, was it you, Roland, that were also a filmmaker? Or... Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so the, 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 some, a lot of the footage is, is, is some stock footage that we've manipulated, some stuff that we've recorded. Like, certainly all the kind of, we spent a long time making all of the sounds in the game ourselves. And so pretty much wow. almost every sound you hear in there is something we've made by hand. So when there's mm. glass smashing, we were smashing the glass. <laughs> or, if there's, or if there are footsteps, we were doing the footsteps, and all the wind is stuff we've done ourselves. And our... our Tom's brother, who's an amazing musician and kind of, and, yeah, and our friend. Yeah, so he was he was sort of behind all the sound and doing a fantastic job of that. So we had an amazing um, few weeks sort of smashing glass in a, in a shed. <laughs> fantastic. And yeah, did, did you go out to any oil rigs, you know, with your oil rig friends? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just hanging out with our mates. Yeah. We're in a couple of boardrooms, you know. <laughs> we did it in this, like, um, in, in, in the countryside. Um, and it was like, you know, it, at that time, it was like, it was actually middle of winter and it, the weather was really so intense <laughs> and so we were just like this is perfect just literally so we set up this like elaborate microphone setup just capturing the atmosphere and we had we had an amazing amazing um two weeks in the studio with the actors for kind of recording a story itself and they we, we have a really really brilliant cast and we had a and it was it was so exciting doing audio stuff because you you on, on film when there's sort of when there's when you can see the actors visually the performance can be a bit smaller. Mm. But actually, I think because it's just voices, we really had to push up the voices. So they've got a kind of fun, almost cartoony edge, which I think we found really exciting. Yeah, we were like, we need to cast a Disney princess. Exactly. I didn't quite make it. <laughs> that actually leads me to my next question, because I meant to ask about uh, the voice cast. From the trailer, they sound fantastic. They sound, you know, really into it and really like 
genuine and natural as well. Uh, so like very believable. Um, so what, what can you tell us about uh, the voice actors and, it, and you know, what, you know, where, how did you get them to work on your game? You know, how did you find them? So we did, we had a, we had a, we had a brilliant casting director called Louise Collins who found us loads of, um, loads of brilliant people. And we did, we did a really extensive kind of auditioning process and we did lots of, um, uh, chemistry reads where we got kind of different pairings of people in the room and they'd read different parts of the script to see how they to see how they got on and actually we eventually settled on on Simon and Candace because they were they just had this amazing yeah kind of Disney yeah. energy to them which we really love we're so lucky with those two those yeah. two are honestly like for us they make the game they're yeah. so that I couldn't I can't I can't kind of praise them enough you know <laughs> and it's funny we we obviously run as a lot of filmmakers because he's in film <laughs> uh, but like you know I remember we had a short list and we like played a whole bunch of different um, voices to a whole bunch of different people and they were all like yeah you could go with those like kind of safe options but go with the options that have masses of personality yeah and, and I think and I think that's what we're really excited about you know Candice Paladino and Simon Stashel you know they're they're really experienced actors they are absolutely on the acting circuit doing their thing and you know I couldn't recommend them highly enough and we've and I've really hoped to work with them again um but they absolutely they understand how to bring life into it when it's not just your face. And so yeah. I'm saying, I mean, yes. and any, any actor is going like, yep, oh, that's all acting. acting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like, they pretended to be other people. Yeah. It's amazing. They just acted. <laughs> but they were, they were just fantastic. And they, the energy they brought which was, was just absolutely astounding. Um, and yeah, I, I feel they, they don't just leap off the page. They, 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 they really infect you with their sense of personality, both of them, just through their pure voice. You know what they're about just through their voices. So yeah, it was a great experience. And the funny thing is, obviously, we had this like very, very intensive um, mid-pandemic, but definitely pandemic safe. We did all the paperwork, I oh, promise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, record, recording session. And it was like, you know, it was just us four in the room with them. You yeah. know, uh, us four, us four, us four. Me, yeah. my brother, my brother, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all your brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all the cult members. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're in the room as one group and it's like, and we really got into it. You know, it's like, I remember, you know, listening to them and being lost in it and, you yeah. know, feeling the drama as we were hearing it because they, they, they lived it. They lived it. They were, they became the characters in that intensive. In that acting way. In that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're actors. Let's <laughs> just <to> clarify. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't join a cult then <laughs> and uh that sounds uh fantastic and uh how long do you expect uh now again it might i always say it depends on you know how long people take to, to the puzzles and everything but do you, do you guys have any idea how long i expect more or less might take people to play the game uh, yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, um, it depends how you play it, definitely. It depends how fast mm. you speak, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> of course. If you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about 72 hours long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very massive. <laughs> like Skyrim. You're going to love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, think, I think it's like, at this point, it's like, you know, we play it through at pace because we know it so well. Mm. We've really pushed through and we know the answer to everything. It takes about two hours. So if you don't know the answers, I guess we'll take about four hours. Because, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's if you're like going, yep, uh, yeah, answer, yeah, yeah, exactly. and take, yeah. And so, we know what the passwords are ready. So. Yeah, so, I, so I, we're thinking it's probably about four hours at this stage. Yeah. Okay. And then if you, if you can you then, you know, say to the save automatically in the game, can you save it? So if you quit the game, then throughout, or do you have to yeah, start yeah. all over again? It's, also, yeah, it's, it's a big joke. You have to, uh, every time you log in, it's yeah. like, Hey, we're a climate. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, also, it's also saving. Obviously you can restart the game if you want, but we wouldn't recommend anyone to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, no, that's that's great to hear. And so it will be out. Uh, I believe that what I said on the trailer, twenty fifth of April, twenty twenty two. That's definitely what it says, and that's definitely what we're aiming for. I, I think that we we yeah we hope to be ready. But look, we'll release it when it's when it's brilliant. Of course, yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. What, what I mean again, what I tell you know to all developers is just when it's ready. Yeah. Um. You know, don't uh, don't rush things. It sounds like you guys are not. It sounds like you guys are <laughs> well prepared. <laughs> Very slow. Yeah. <laughs> we get the context. We get See you it. in ten years. Yeah. Yeah. new. But I mean, I I can't wait for for this game. It sounds definitely very original and. Um, 
you know, from everything that you guys said, I think it, it sounds like it's going to be fantastic. It sounds like it's going to be really enjoyable to play. Um, and uh, do you guys, I mean, you mentioned that you're working on another game beforehand. Um, do you guys have any other ideas after this game is released? And hopefully, you, can, you know, take a holiday, maybe you can have a rest. Yeah. No, we, we have no ideas. We're literally, this is it. This yeah. is all we got. After yeah, this, retiring. it's, it's yeah, yeah, one shot, then out. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, why don't you talk about photo game? <laughs> we call it photo game, but it's, yeah, we think it's a really cool concept. You, you go for it. No, yeah, you do it. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> no, no, you do it. Um, no, you do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we, we're very, very fortunate to know a fantastic photographer called Raphael Bliss, and he's very interested in making a game with us that is based around photography. Um, so that's currently what we're exploring with him about, you know, because, oh, you know, so games that don't look like games, you know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> okay, we've done voice, voice is brilliant. Maybe we'll do another voice game, maybe we won't, but fundamentally we're going what is the next thing that hasn't been done and obviously yeah. there's been a lot of you know fmv and stuff but it's like but i haven't really seen a game which uses like really high level you know fashion level photography and is about like uncovering and manipulating stories yeah. through them so that's what we're currently exploring so we're planning a very beyond. elaborate murder mystery to go with it yeah yeah, yeah exactly mur mur it'll be a murder mystery it'll be a silly heist as always yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there will be a cult actually it actually is about cults that's a guarantee yeah it's not like games games that are about cults that's yeah. too much <laughs> i mean you could make a game about what your great grandfather or your grandfather yeah, 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 that yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. interesting I'll, I'll play the main thing as an actor <laughs> <laughs> and they would have to pledge our allegiance to the yeah, leader yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah to Godolphin Games Godolphin Games is actually trying to get followers uh, yeah it's actually a new religion yeah, exactly. so please join <laughs> yeah, it's, it, there's a very high upfront cost but once you're in you'll love it <laughs> <laughs> so followers online on Twitter and you know in real life as well <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the church of Godolphin yeah it's yeah. fantastic <laughs> it? ministry we give is just like <laughs> I mean I would probably join based on this game alone so <laughs> um well, where, where can people find out more about the game? And uh, I mean, I will include the links in the, well, the show notes and the description of the video as well. But where can people find out more about you guys and about the game? Well, obviously, there's a Steam page, which we'd love you to all look at. <laughs> wish list it. And wish list. But, but, yeah, so think, wish list. Yeah, uh, yeah it, makes, it makes obviously a huge difference for indies. Um, but the other place is obviously we're on Instagram um, and we're on Twitter and we're also on Discord. The Discord is very, very tiny at this moment, but we think that's a good thing because it means we, you know, people who actually love this game can talk to us directly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we're watching it. So yeah, if, yeah. if you want to write in the Discord, you will get a genuine personalized response. <laughs> With a, with a bow on it. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you for talking to us. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, spoke with you guys as well. And you guys were very uh, welcoming. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Without, without knowing anything about me, he's like, "Oh, welcome, Shawshank." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, as I said, we don't have any friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking to make new friends. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, I got a friend. Yeah. Replied them before they disappear well, again. <laughs> oh, well, ho hopefully, after this game, you make some new friends and new followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny because the reason we're on Instagram is basically because we have you know just like backgrounds, like film background, and then we talk about fashion photography and, and all that sort of stuff. So our kind of existing circle is slightly outside the game world. And so, you know, what's really interesting about this is actually, you know, slightly changing universe and, and connecting with, with gamers and game developers. It's been a really exciting process. It's been great. <laughs> yeah, and, and hopefully now after, but hopefully the pandemic is coming to an end, at least the way we know it, and we can travel again and go to conferences and meet up in person. Yeah, I thought again. America's amazing. I thought yeah. it's a really great place to go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Ireland's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I've heard outside my house is amazing. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, no, I hope, and I hope, hopefully we can meet up uh, in person if hopefully I can go to, to England. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it would be absolutely fantastic. Um, but uh, is there is there anything that you guys would like to mention before we finish? Uh, I put you guys on the spot now. <laughs> I don't know. Anything else that you guys would like to say to people watching or listening? Uh, Apart from buy the game, you know, buy the game, yeah, wish this yeah. the game. You should really buy this game. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's great. I've heard great things we, we about really this. Are eating again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess the one thing that we haven't talked about at all is the concept of the first person talker. Uh, but yes, sure, we can talk about it. Yes, what? Uh... <laughs> I know it's, it's funny. It's like um, that's actually how the whole thing started. It's yeah. like obviously the first person shooter is the most famous genre out there. So, so what is a first person talker then? Well, I think there's, there's two premises of first-person talker. One is obviously voice is the primary uh, mechanic, as you might expect. But the second is that uh, you you are playing the game, the player is playing the game from a first-person perspective, so that the words they speak 
are essentially the words of a character in the game, if that makes sense. And that makes it quite different from, for example, uh, throw a grenade or whatever, because throw a grenade is like a less efficient way of pressing B button or whatever. I'm sorry, I'm talking about Halo right now. <laughs> Good game. Yeah, flawed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a really flawed game. Yeah. Um, so like, what you know, we hope is that when you speak, you're not just using voice for the sake of it, it's actually speaking is to continue the story and be part of the story mm. and to be a character in the story. So that's what that's the first person element of it. And you know? and also you are playing as yourself. Yeah. You're not you're yes. not another you're not another character. It is you there. So it's yeah. it's putting you in the driving seat. Which is kind of funny from like a moral perspective, because like, you know, if you do something to get someone killed, it hopefully does make you go, ah. Oh, Oops. Whoops. <laughs> that was me. Restart game. Yeah, restart. Burn game. Yeah. Burn computer. Burn developers. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the things that I find, again, really interesting, that it's you in this game. It's you talking to the character. You're not playing a different character. It's actually you talking to these, well, people, these characters, and then when with the consequences that you will also feel like, oh shit, what did I just do? <laughs> did I get these people killed or get these people in trouble? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I think the thing, we, we definitely wanted there to feel like there were consequences. Like, I mean, this, this isn't a spoiler because this is like puzzle one, right? But like, um, you know, right from the back, you you know, they go, you need to call this number and call the security of us because we're about to get seriously fucked up by these guys. And you can go, and they go, here's the number's cool. So you dial the number and it's like, uh, you know, turn off alarm or deploy security. And you can choose. Yeah. You can literally, day one, betray them. And, and basically, like, you know, get them in hotter water. And, and the fun thing about writing it was like, okay, so if someone does that, how the hell do we get yeah, them out of exactly. this problem? You know, how do we get them out of this so issue? So we were, co- we were constantly running ourselves in the corners like that and then being like, oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's, yeah, that, that's, I mean, again, it just sounds really interesting. I cannot wait to play it. Um, and we will, of course, be talking about it on the podcast, but it's going to sound just so original and so uh, so different to anything else I've played, because that's what I'm, you know, always lo- on the lookout for for new games. I mean, I love, you know, retro games as well and adventure games, do the adventure games podcast, yeah. but something like this, where it kind of like can be a party game, you can play with other people. Um, also, so it sounds like it's replayable as well, that if you... Um, you know, if you choose to betray them, first of all, then you can go yeah, yeah, back yeah. and just see how it goes. I, I never replay games, so it's hard to corner that. <laughs> like, absolutely, I think, yeah. You have replayed this one a lot. I've played this, this one a few too many yeah, times. Yeah. I don't even like it. Don't buy it. It's terrible. <laughs> so, Let's like, grab that one, yeah. Can we edit that yeah, out? Yeah, is there a way of, like, just cutting... Yeah. Could you just cut the screen in half and yeah. just have Roland? <laughs> or cut the voice, maybe, yeah. uh, if, if yeah, I could, yeah, because... Yeah. I'm afraid that guy uh, isn't very loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I think I could, I couldn't mute you people. I think we can mute people if you wanted me to. I could have. <laughs> but uh, uh, well, um, well, thank you so much, guys, for for agreeing to talk to me. I said I hope to meet up with you guys in uh, in person because yeah. you sound like really fun as well. People to hang out with, hopefully, as well at the moment. Well, we, 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 I am as well, but hopefully we can travel again pretty soon. I mean, at the moment, at the time of recording in January, at least in Ireland, restrictions are coming to an end. Who knows? Maybe in two weeks there'll be restrictions again to be another variant or whatever. Um, but hopefully not. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with, with you. And I wish you the very, very best of luck with the, the development of the game and the release of the game. I will be covering on this podcast and i must stress you guys are not paying me to say this uh, <laughs> i have genuinely we, 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 honestly at this point we, we couldn't afford it, it. So, yeah. it's like, the studio is broke right yeah. now <laughs> hopefully it'll make money but i am genuinely excited about this game when i first heard it. and the more that i've heard about it um i just think that it's something that you know myself and many people will will enjoy and um and i can see how hard you guys are working on it and uh, yeah, I'm really looking looking forward to it. So it will be at, at the moment, 25th of April. Uh, but then when it's released, when it's ready, yeah, uh, yeah. we'll be talking about it. So, uh, well, enjoy the, the rest of the day. And uh, we will definitely keep in touch. And uh, we will chat very soon. So that was my interview with Godolphin Studios. I hope you enjoyed it. Huge thank you to the new guys from Godolphin uh, Games, rather, not Godolphin Studios, Godolphin Games. Um, I am really, really looking forward to playing their game, Unknown Talker, a first-person, um, unknown number, a first-person talker. It would really help if I knew the name of the game, um, but it's Unknown Number, a first-person talker. 
Uh, I really, I played a demo, really, really enjoyed it, and I cannot wait. It should be out uh, pretty soon if it's not already out. So I would encourage people to check it out to be available on Steam at least. Um, and yeah, I managed to sort out the kind of wrong number that we're going to get somebody else. Uh, who knows? It could be you. Please, uh, if you get a phone call from uh, people who say that they're going to storm uh, oil refinery, well, it's up to you how you choose to help them. So, um, well, with that said, uh, thank you so much for joining me for this week, this month's episode. I'll be back uh, next time with Thomas and Laura as we'll be talking about the latest adventure games that we've been playing. So until then, everyone, take care. Goodbye. If you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for Adventure Game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are an adventure game developer or adventure game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you